one or two of my little problems. "'And have you any on hand just now?' I asked with interest. "'Some ten or twelve, but none which presents any feature of interest. "'They are important, you understand, without being interesting. "'Indeed, I have found that it is usually in unimportant matters "'that there is a field for observation, "'and for the quick analysis of cause and effect "'which gives the charm to an investigation.' The larger crimes are apt to be the simpler, for the bigger the crime, the more obvious as a rule is the motive. But in these cases, save for one rather intricate matter which has been referred to me from Marseille, there is nothing which presents any features of interest. It is possible, however, that I may have something better before many minutes are over, for this is one of my clients, or I am much mistaken." He had risen from his chair and was standing between the parted blinds, gazing down into the dull, neutral-tinted London street. Looking over his shoulder, I saw that on the pavement opposite there stood a large woman with a heavy fur boa round her neck and a large curling red feather in a broad-brimmed hat which was tilted in a coquettish Duchess of Devonshire fashion over her ear. From under this great panoply she peeped up in a nervous, hesitating fashion at our windows, while her body oscillated backwards and forwards, and her fingers fidgeted with her glove-buttons. Suddenly, with a plunge as of a swimmer who leaves the bank, she hurried across the road, and we heard the sharp clang of the bell. "'I've seen those symptoms before,' said Holmes, throwing his cigarette into the fire." Oscillation upon the pavement always means an affair de coeur. She would like advice, but is not sure that the matter is not too delicate for communication. And yet even here we may discriminate. When a woman has been seriously wronged by a man, she no longer oscillates, and the usual symptom is a broken bell-wire. Here we may take it that there is a love matter, but that the maiden is not so much angry as perplexed or grieved. But here she comes in person to resolve our doubts." As he spoke, there was a tap at the door, and the boy in buttons entered to announce Miss Mary Sutherland, while the lady herself loomed behind his small black figure like a full-sailed merchantman behind a tiny pilot-boat. Sherlock Holmes welcomed her with the easy courtesy for which he was remarkable, and having closed the door and bowed her into an armchair, he looked over her in the minute and yet abstracted fashion which was peculiar to him. "'Do you not find,' he said, "'that with your short sight it is a little trying to do so much typewriting?' "'I did at first, she answered. "'But now I know where the letters are without looking.' "'Then suddenly realizing the full purport of his words, "'she gave a violent start "'and looked up with fear and astonishment "'upon her broad, good-humoured face. "'You've heard about me, Mr. Holmes,' she cried. "'Else how could you know all that?' "'Never mind.' said Holmes, laughing. It is my business to know things. Perhaps I have trained myself to see what others overlook. If not, why should you come to consult me? I came to you, sir, because I heard of you from Mrs. Etheridge, whose husband you found so easy when the police and everyone had given him up for dead. Oh, Mr. Holmes, I wish you would do as much for me. I'm not rich, but still I have a hundred a year in my own right, besides the little I make by the machine, and I would give it all— to know what has become of Mr. Hosmer Angel. Why did you come away to consult me in such a hurry? asked Sherlock Holmes, with his fingertips together and his eyes to the ceiling. 
Again, a startled look came over the somewhat vacuous face of Miss Mary Sutherland. Yes, I did bang out of the house, she said, for it made me angry to see the easy way in which Mr. Winderbank, that is my father, took it all. He would not go to the police, and he would not go to you. And so at last, as he would do nothing and kept on saying that there was no harm done, it made me mad, and I just on with my things and came right away to you. Your father, said Holmes, your stepfather, surely, since the name is different. Yes, my stepfather. I call him father, though it sounds funny too, for he is only five years and two months older than myself. And your mother is alive? Oh, yes, mother is alive and well. I wasn't best pleased, Mr. Holmes, when she married again so soon after father's death, and a man who was nearly fifteen years younger than herself. Father was a plumber in the Tottenham Court Road, and he left a tidy business behind him, which mother carried on with Mr. Hardy, the foreman. But when Mr. Windebank came...